0: Today's show is brought to you by Capilano Biotic Honey. Biotic Honey is 100% pure Australian honey that contains naturally occurring prebiotics. It's my favorite sweetener for tea, a key ingredient in my jalapeno lime margaritas, my secret to chewier cookies, and it's perfect for dressings or for drizzling over my morning yogurt. Best of all, Biotic helps support gut and digestive health with 340 milligrams of naturally occurring prebiotic oligosaccharides per serving. These prebiotics help nourish good gut bacteria, which is even more important for keeping us healthy during the winter months. You can grab your own Biotic Honey at Walmart and walmart.com starting at $9.98. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host. Oh, and happy new year. (laughs) So exciting. (laughs) I'm your host and back with a really fabulous guest interview. We wanted to kick the year off really well, set the tone. We have invited Rebecca Scritchfield. Did I say your name right, Rebecca? Normally I ask before I record. That's great. You did it perfectly. (laughs) We're going to roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, I just like to, it's just an informal show. So we're going to follow through on that. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about her. really love this bio. She says, what if you accepted yourself just as you are and treated your body with kindness? Rebecca Scritchfield is an award-winning health at every size dietitian and exercise physiologist. She's the author of the book, Body Kindness, Transform Your Health from the Inside Out and Never Say Diet Again. Amen, sister. And she's the host of the Body Kindness podcast. She has a free anti-diet get started course at bodykindnessbook.com forward slash start. And she provides private counseling, virtual support groups, workshops, e-courses and more. You can follow her on Instagram at, at Rebecca Scritchfield. So, welcome to the show Rebecca. I'm so excited to chat today. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, thank you for coming on. I'm sitting in this in our guest room in San Angelo, Texas. We're visiting family and I just it's so funny being around a bunch of folks. I mean, everyone you can you can feel that they're on the cusp of they're like, should I, should I do a diet? It's 2019, We're, Rebecca and I are talking on January 1st. And so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of this new year energy going on right now. And it's just so interesting what this time of year, the commercials we see and the things that we consume on social media, just, just so much out there. But anyway, so I'm excited to chat. Could you tell us a little bit more about your story, how you got to where you are and why you are passionate about this important mission?
1: Sure, thank you. Yeah, I'm all about the new year same me philosophy. <laughs> like literally nothing changed between 11:59 and 12:00. Um and so and I and I think that is a lot of the essence of, you know, I didn't always used to be that way. Um and but now I'm at this place where I, you know, I always start with self-compassion, right? So I am I'm good and worthy just for being who I am today, that is enough, right? And actually from that place of acceptance is what can actually help you help create more meaningful change in your life. Um, But like many people, I was previously a chronic dieter. So I started my first diet around nine. Um, Most kids start by age 10 anyway. So I guess I was ahead of of the curve. (laughs) Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, Yeah. And by 15, about 80% of 15 year olds report that they hate their body. And there's a part that is sort of developmentally appropriate. Like you become hyper aware, like, oh my God, I got a wedgie. It's the end of the world, right? There's that sort of teen awkward phase, but it's not just that, right? It's it's, It's everything. It's how we're judged as good or bad is based on how thin we are and how perfect our hair is. How blonde are we? What's the tone of our skin? The lighter, the better. Like, there's all these ways that we judge people mm-hmm. on their health and their worthiness. And um, so, you know, I started dieting with a friend who just had this idea that we should weigh less, and I was like, sure. Like, I really wanted to be your friend. And the thing that's a, interesting about my experiences, there were a lot of like starts and stops, right? So then it's okay. So then we stopped doing that. And then, um, you know, I'd read the health and fitness magazines and it that taught me, you know, like, oh, you should, you know, cut your calories, only eat this much. And, um, you know, your legs should look like this. And so it was like, It was always about like striving and achieving and it was called health. And so I cared very much about my health, but the message I was given was that it was about looking a certain way or striving to look that way. And, you know, long story short, like most people, I dealt with this off and on. And one of the really twisted things that happened to me is that People would often congratulate me for like my discipline, you know, like I... I never really lost that much weight in dieting and being restrictive. And I mean, there were times I'd be really restrictive and it's just, that's not how my body responded, but I was like muscular. And so people, oh, you're so disciplined and all this stuff. So, and I'm thinking, if you knew how little I was eating or how much I was exercising or how mean I was in my mind, you would not be praising this. And so, but then also as a teen, it's like, oh, why can't stop this? Because this is how I'm getting praise and worthiness. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, even when I became a dietitian, and so I'm a dietitian and certified exercise physiologist. And even when, even in practicing in the field, I was still pushing weight loss as the things to do for health. And what I was finding was that first of all, I was miserable. My clients were miserable and I'm like, I'm not really helping people. Um, and through a number of things that went on between clients and, um, you know, even with my own mom, which I talk about in my book, I kind of share the story of Of how everything unfolded there. But it was like, this is, it was basically like this rock bottom moment, right? Like this is not health and I don't know what to do to help people without it being about weight loss, but I've got to figure this out. And, and, um, you know, body kindness is a philosophy that I came up with that it's really grounded in positive psychology and motivational interviewing. It's deeply rooted in health at every size, which is helping people pursue health in personally meaningful ways, without pursuing weight loss, um, you know, and, and it essentially is like my take on answering the question of what can I do if I care about my health, and 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 frankly, you probably. See still have a concern about your weight, whether you want to lose weight or you don't want to gain weight doing body kindness. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. There's a cultural reason why, but like, what do I do if I don't diet? If it's not going to be keto, if it's not going to be Whole30, if it's, you know, not going to be Weight Watchers or now WW, you know, what am I going to do if it's not diet? And body kindness helps to answer that question. And my hope is that it also helps people to see that there's a lot more to life than just working on yourself. So the way the book unfolds, it, it is, there's gentle reminders about having fun and engaging in volunteering and how, how that helps create a better life. So my hope is people work through it, that they, they fill up their free time that used to be, you know, filled up with like over exercise and tons of work on yourself where you actually fill it with things like relationships and socializing and other things that matter to you, hobbies, <laughs> other things that actually create happiness and value and worth to your life outside of this quote project that your body is supposed to be every day for the rest of your life.
0: Hmm. I hear you. I, this is so interesting. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges your clients face um, when trying to transition out of this addiction to diets into yeah. a place of body
1: kindness? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I always let people know because they feel like in order to even begin with body kindness, you know, that they have to be willing to say, you know, like, I don't you know, like, and I definitely don't want to lose weight, you know? So I'll, I'll be honest, like, so people who come in, they, they come in with a weight concern. Like some will flat out sit down and be like, I got to do something about this weight, you know? And then they'll be like, now I know that you don't focus on diets, but I mean, you know, and so I don't want you to feel like that you have to have to achieve something before even starting in body kindness, because as a foundation. It really starts with self-compassion and self-acceptance. So literally, if you can put your hands on your heart and say, it's okay to be here right now, and I want to be good to you. I want to be good to you no matter what. And, you know, I, I'm I'm here, that 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 is the beginning of body kindness, that, that's a form of connection and acceptance and compassion toward yourself. Um, because we don't take care of things that we don't like, or that we fight, or that we hate, and so you know we kind of start there with a base, with a basis of truce. Um, I do feel like clients come in feeling that they want that. You know, they're like, I can't stand another chicken and broccoli boiled tasteless thing again, right? They desperately don't want to do the diet. Um, but one of the toughest things. You know, it's less about letting go of that, but it's more about feeling like what they're doing to free themselves from dieting is enough and trusting that it's going to enhance their well-being because as much as we can work on their individual mindset and choice patterns so that it's flexible body kindness as opposed to rigid control, we can't change the culture just me and the client, right? So that client has to leave, go out into a culture where everybody's praising the Whole30, where everybody's praising keto, where everybody's praising weight loss as the sign that the person's life is improving. And so to go out in that world where... The dominant thing is to attach worthiness to weight, and to go out resisting that. It takes extra armor, um, and it takes extra emotional labor out of you, and it's and it's very tough. You know, we get social rewards and social power out of pursuing or maintaining thinness. That's not a problem with us as individuals. It's a problem with culture, and it needs to change. It's just a long. Thing to change mm-hmm. so we've got to figure out how to be good to ourselves you know while we while we call out like the bs that that exists
0: mm-hmm. today's show is brought to you by pride of bristol bay where you can get truly sustainable high quality nutritious alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door pride of bristol bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of bristol bay Alaska. Their focus team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions are of the highest quality salmon and they're delivered to your door, skin on and already deboned. It's incredible. It's hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon, visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. That's P-R-I-D-E-O-F. B R I S T O L B A Y dot com. Make sure you submit the discount code FED and Fit, all one word, lowercase, at checkout for $40 off. Again, that's FED and Fit for $40 off. I would love to know do you have a client uh, transformation or story that is a favorite of yours when you think back? Hmm.
1: You know, I actually have, I mean, there's, there's, I could come up with several different ideas just, you know, kind of depending on, um, you know, which, which road we wanted to go down. You know, I mean, I've, I have had clients who have got healing from their eating disorder. Um, I've had clients who were, um, you know, someone who was a competitive, um, gymnast and just, you know, kind of unraveled from that world and, you know, overcame um, an eating disorder as a result um, of being able to work with Body Kindness. Um, I've had people who have, um, you know, sent me an email, oh, I had my first orgasm. Thank you. <laughs> so that's always interesting. I'm a big fan of sexual pleasure, um, be it by yourself or with a partner. And um, they find it surprising sometimes that we even talk about it, but definitely allowing your body to receive pleasure is very much an important part of um, practicing body kindness. Um, and, and and honestly, just people telling me like, I, I'm a happier person, right? So I, I'm a better mom and a better partner um, because I'm able to be present in my life in, in other more meaningful ways, you know, and, you know, and some people think, oh, well, I got a diabetes diagnosis and my doctors tell me to lose weight and I have to eat this way because of the diabetes. And so, you know, So I can't do body kindness. And even that is not necessarily true. Like your doctor's going to say lose weight because of weight bias. Like that's the rule. You tell someone to lose weight at the doctor's office, the doctor gets paid for telling you to lose weight. That is also not your problem, right? Mm -hmm. A doctor wouldn't tell a thin person to lose weight. He'd say, make some changes to your eating and exercise and we we will watch and follow this diabetes. Um, But even somebody with a medical nutrition concern can practice body kindness and integrate it into... Um, your life. Because it's, it's it's really about having a totally different way of living, thinking, and being in the world where you live your values. And it just might be that you have a medical diagnosis of something that matters to you. And so you are making changes to your patterns based off of the diagnosis. Um, we would just, in my approach, we would reject the sort of weight loss criteria because it's actually not widely supported in the research that people have to lose a certain amount of weight to get a certain amount of benefit from diabetes. You can make changes that we know make a difference and some people lose weight and some won't. And so because of the variability, when people say, oh, and it's the weight loss, that is not scientifically true. That is just somebody experiencing weight bias. hmm
0: That makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm curious, mm-hmm especially at this time of year, when you're confronted with, and all of your clients and audience are confronted with all of the advertisements and all the, and all the different diet options that are out there, do you cringe at all of them? Or do you believe that there might be a time and place in personality that a diet could work for? Is this a, do you believe that um, your approach is really the way to go? Or are there other options out there for different types of folks.
1: So um, I appreciate this question. You know, so ultimately what I say in body kindness is that nobody, nobody can tell you what body kindness is or isn't. Um, But I'm not going to say, hey, go ahead and join Weight Watchers and do body kindness at the same time, right? Because I I believe that they're incongruent with, um, you know, because if it's promising weight loss as an outcome, it's asking you to control your body through some type of an external rule, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas body kindness asks you to give up control of your body, um, and 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 just understand that where your weight ends up is a result of genetics plus where you're at in your stage of life aging-wise, plus your personal preferences and interests, um, plus access to resources, right? So you might have somebody who had been chronic dieting And who could keep like on the lower end of their defended weight range, but when they stay on that low end, they have to work out six or seven days a week and they have to be very limited on how often they go out to eat and what they order. And, you know, it it just, it doesn't really sound like a good life, right? But when they take a week off from exercise or take a few rest days, or if they, you know, go out more often and they, you know, they decide to eat fries and then they jump on the scale and they see a change. Like that is somebody who is really trying hard to keep their body in a place, like an artificially low number where they can't be flexible and, you know, learn that sometimes you say yes to going out, and sometimes you say no, and sometimes you get fries, and sometimes you get salad. You know that there's that there's a flexibility because you make choices that fit for you. So um, the most people who are gonna, you know, like someone might say, yeah, I I love doing Whole 30, right? I can't sit there and say you're absolutely wrong and you suck because you've believed this about Whole 30. Like mm-hmm. it's your body, and it's and I 100% believe in body autonomy, which includes a person's right to follow any diet they want. You know, because I can't advocate for body sovereignty for myself or higher weight folks and say, "But you doing that diet, you you know, you don't have it." Like we all need body sovereignty, and so in that case, if somebody, if you really believe that in the long term that that diet is good for you. I'm just, you know, that that's that's where you are and that is great and that is what body kindness looks like to you. Um... You know, I think there are still parts of body kindness that would be really, really helpful, but, uh, but who I think it's going to mostly speak to is people who find the external rules and rigidity of diets to be unhelpful. And they're wanting to kind of cultivate this inner caregiver voice and quiet that critic that has these strong um, judgments and rules that always must be followed. Yeah, that makes perfect
0: sense. And it's actually, I mean, your Fed and Fit listeners right now are all nodding their head because this is um, something we've talked about for going on four years of this podcast essentially, is breaking the diet cycle and um, just how to shift perspective and all. So I love it. It's a really wonderful conversation. And I think that's an interesting one to ask of folks that are in sort of our separate vein of the wellness industry um, in individualizing health. And so I really appreciate your answer. I would love to know a little bit more. You've touched on it several times, but tell us a little bit more about your health at every size concept.
1: Sure. So health at every size is a social justice movement. I did not um, create it. It actually started years ago, even um, before the 70s. You know, people were talking about the principle at every size. Um, But essentially, what it's trying to do from a social justice standpoint is say that every human being has the right to pursue health in personally meaningful ways. So it's not saying that everyone is healthy at every size. And that's what a lot of times people think. In fact, health at every size acknowledges that what the science shows is that people who are at extreme of the high weight ranges and the extreme of the low weight ranges um, ha, are shown to scientifically have um, higher risks for health-related complications. So on both extremes of the spectrum. But what it shows is that there's a variety um, of weights where people can have good health and can also, no matter what our weight is, pursue health in a meaningful way without weight loss being um, being the outcome that says this is what's good for you, and you know, we there's actually science that shows that pursuing weight loss um, leads to weight cycling, and that the weight cycling can be harmful for lab values. Um, so anyway, so so it's a really important social justice movement that really seeks to change the culture. For people to be more inclusive, so um, you know, for example, thinking about how we use the word "fat" in our culture, it's it is a way to shame somebody. Um, it is it is a way to hurt somebody, right? And so, whereas it, you know, there are people who would like to see "fat" being used as more of a description. So the way you might say someone is tall or short or redhead or blonde, um, where "fat" could be a description because. Um, you know, higher weight people would find liberation in that, uh, you know, for it to not be a reason to judge somebody. Um, and then body kindness embraces Hayes by working with an individual saying, we can be weight inclusive here. um, and not use weight as a goal or a marker, we can improve our health and our happiness by looking at three key things. And um, the pillars are number one, make choices from a place of love and thinking of all the different ways where if we thought about love, what choice would we make? Um, and no, that's not, never eat the fries again, right? I call that a dead person's goal because only dead people can actually do that. Um, but it could be, I'm going to go to bed on time, even though I want to stay up and watch TV because I know I need sleep. That's just one quick example. Um, two would be connect to your body. And um, it's where, you know, your body tells you when it's hungry. It also tells you when it's kind of feeling full. Um, we don't really take the time to eat mindful meals. Um, so we just kind of shovel or, you know, kind of go too long without eating and then boom, you know, taking, you know, a lot of... Of food at once. So food could be one example where we might say, you know, let's connect to our body. Let I'm going to sit down and I'm going to taste this breakfast. I'm going to savor this breakfast. I'm going to enjoy this breakfast. And I'd want someone to do that whether they are kind of in a rush and just grabbing a bagel on the go with their coffee or whether they're enjoying like a nice slow Sunday breakfast. There might be differences in how much time you take to have the meal or differences in how deep you can go to savor mindfulness. Um, But we all can kind of do a little bit more to be present um, in our lives and connecting to our bodies, like, you know, the need, um, you know, to eat or stop eating or needing movement or sleep or things like that. And the last pillar is um, care. And that's about a being fully committed to taking good care of yourself, like no matter what. I mean, it's this idea that we can all find an inner caregiver and just, you know, we're not perfect and it's not about being perfect. We will get sick and not exercise. We will have rest days. We will eat lasagna. We will, you know, we will do all these. And rather than giving ourselves a pass and fail is that we look at the long game of our self-care habits that even if we feel like we're making mistakes, um, you know, for whatever reason, we got stressed in life and we drank too much alcohol as a way to uh, escape or soothe, or we're, we're engaging in emotional eating that is really bothering us. That no matter what, that we, it's okay to struggle. To, no, nobody gets a pain-free life, mm-hmm. but we can always be committed to our well being and say, what can I do for you right now? What is it that you need right now?
0: I love that. That's really mm-hmm. lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. What, Good, wonderful, and worthy work you do, Rebecca. That's really (laughs) exciting. And I'm thrilled that you're out there connecting with people on all of these points. Can you tell us a little bit more about where uh, listeners can learn more about you and find your programs?
1: Absolutely. So um, go to bodykindnessbook.com. And um, there you'll find my social media links and everything like that. And there is, um, on the homepage, you can see a button there that says, get started. Um, it, the other URL that works for that is bodykindnessbook.com slash start. And that'll take you right to the free um, programs that I have. So I definitely recommend checking those out. They're basically email and video-based um, programs that you can help you get started right away. Certainly the book is on audiobook and ebook and then print Um, and so I highly recommend you, you check that out too. But if you do one of the free, um, e-courses, then you'll, will be able to stay in touch on all the other things I offer too.
0: Wonderful, man. That's so great. Well, thank you again for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. It was such a pleasure. And as always, we will link to all of her wonderful work in the show notes over at fedandfit.com. Rebecca, thank you so much. Wishing you a very, very happy new year um, and much success connecting with as many folks as possible on such a really wonderful topic.
1: And happy new year to you too.
0: Thank you so much. As always, we'll be back again next week.